Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. We changed it up on you. That's right. It's December 13th, 2021, and we are back for part two of Alexander's Fruit Market with David and Tom, everyone, and we're going to hear more about the Australian Fruit Market. And of course, we left off last episode by saying it's always great to hear from our sponsors. So guess what, everyone? Welcome to the show today. Let's hear from some of those sponsors and then get David and Tom back on the line. What's even more convenient than having fresh cut apple slices ready to snack on? Having them delivered to your doorstep. Arctic apple varieties are now included in FlavorWave boxes in the Los Angeles area. Plus, subscribers can scan a special QR code for their chance to win an Arctic apple prize pack. Discover a wave of freshly picked flavor when you crunch into an Arctic Golden or an Arctic Granny Fresh Slice. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry, from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360-degree decision-making day after day. Visit www.ag.tools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. So today we've had a couple special guests on the line today, one very talkative and one not at all. But guess what, everyone? Today is a fun day with Alexander's Fruit Market. We have David and Tom on the line today. So gents, welcome back. Great to be here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's great to be. I, I was trying not to talk so much, so I give Tom a bit of a chance, you know. He wasn't gonna let you. Uh, he wasn't gonna let you, David. He was just like, "All right, let's see how long David can pause for before I have yeah, to." It was a bit of a test, and he fails every time. So, <laughs> and I like silence. Uh, listen, I, I was like, "Here we go, here we go, here we go." Well, listen, everyone, if you are just joining in, uh, we introduce Alexander's Fruit Market. In Australia, that's right. We're going down under everyone. We are checking out fruit in Australia. And that's what I love about this is we're gaining a lot of people on the podcast from different areas of the globe talking fresh produce. And that's what's so cool. So in the beginning of this episode, we talked about the consumers. We talked about the fruit market. We talked about the grocery store, the relationships, the buy side, the sell side. And one big thing building your community, building your relationships and watching those relationships grow. That's really what I got out of that first part of the, the podcast. And now we're going to get into a little B2B talk because as you everyone knows, 
I am a California citrus grower representative, right? I'm not a grower myself, but I work for the packing house that is. And guess what, everyone? It's export time. And now that I've got some boys from Australia on the line, we're going to talk about this because guess what? That is a main topic, right? Imports and exports. What is the topic, David? The ports, man. There's a lot of problems with what we're seeing in the ports and not just the ports, but off the ports as well, right, man? All those boats that are sitting outside waiting to come in with fruits and vegetables, right, man? So let's talk about that. Let's uh, talk about the other side, uh, you know, of the globe. You know, we have so many issues here with the ports, the demands. Um, what are you seeing over there? And, and what are you looking even when importing? Because obviously with, you know, uh, exports coming out from here, going to there. Look, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a tough one. Like we, right now we've got American grapes in um uh, that we're buying because our grape season hasn't started yet or um so we've been buying american grapes but again we keep ending up with holes like one minute they're there and then next minute you know you find out there's a shipment being held up um and then they've had to air freight something in as quick as possible um so that's been the biggest challenge like as a retailer the price has just gone so high that um we're, we're stocking it but really, it's only just a have to have. It's been a big challenge. Um, like I said, one minute we've got them, next minute we don't. Uh, we talk to the to the agents and the suppliers that are importing in, and and again, it's freight and ports and held up and stuck in quarantines and um, you know dates getting pushed back everywhere. So it's been it's been been a tough one, especially for American grapes and cherries when we in the, this season. But uh, fortunately for us, we're about to start our uh, Aussie grapes. I know that it's been a bit of a talk too. Look, uh, we I'm connected with a, a few big stone fruit growers, uh, Matina Fresh in particular, and one of my best friends, Tommy's, uh, you know, high ranking sort of guy there. And their challenge for the last three months is talking about do they run an export product program or not? What are the flight situations going to look like? Are they going to get them in? Are they not going to get? In? Do we risk it? Do we not risk it? Um, you know, so hearing those conversations, there's a there's a lot of anxiety around it all. I think there's a lot of anxiety around all of it put together. I mean, I had a customer call me from Japan um, earlier last night, his morning. And it was interesting because he was talking about, okay, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll pay, we'll pay 50% down. We'll, we'll pay, you know, it's like, you know, what, what was being told five years ago was like off the wall, right guys. It was like, no, what do you mean? Down payments, this? No, I'll give you a front on freight. You know, I'll do this, right? And and now it's like you've got uh, you've got customers saying, no, we're willing to pay it. But now they're wanting like guarantees now. And they're like, well, we got to make sure we're getting through here. Oh, you cover the demerge charges at that. I mean, and you're sitting there going, listen, how are you going to put all this back on the grower, right? And, and that's what I always resort back to. It's like, you, if you put $10,000, $15,000 every week on a grower extra that aren't his costs, Right. He's not going to be a grower anymore. He's he's going to work at Walmart. I mean, he's going to be he's going to be doing something else. I mean, let's be real. He's going to be a door greeter, everyone. Um, and I say that because I've seen a lot of growers, you know, you know, being from California, a lot of citrus growers that are, that have gone out of business, man. Right, uh, right, and, and, it, and it is crazy. It's crazy. Stone fruit growers. You brought up stone fruit earlier too. I mean, stone fruits uh, was another one. So um, I think that this year as well, man, we're having the same conversations, and it's just I don't know. Well, what do you have? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we want to get involved. In that okay, it, FOB final. You know what I mean? It's like now we're trying to talk verbiage that we never did before, right? 
It's like, okay, FOB final. Once it leaves my packing shed, it's yours. But then, like I said, you got a customer over in Australia like yourself, you import fruit, it gets there perfectly fine. And you still need a little bit of a 10%, you know, padding to help you guys out. You know what I mean? How's that relationship going to look at, you know, you know what I mean? It's just, it just, it complicates a lot of different things, you know? Yeah, look, it's a challenging time for everybody. Um, from from a retailer to, to to the grower, watching it all the way through, listening to the guys. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, right? Um, but what I do know, if you can focus on branding as opposed to just selling, you got a shot. You know, um, just another product is, you know, it does just doesn't cut it anymore. Um, so, you know, look, that's the only thing that we can do. Try different ways of marketing, working with the people, build some sort of channels, um, and 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 then, and then do that. But uh, and try hold and on, hold on. This- Are you hold on? We got to sell it. So you're telling me you have to sell more than just a piece of fruit? You got to sell more. You got to sell your brand. You got to sell your company, your operation. You got to sell all that. What do you mean? You can't just sell a piece of fruit and be happy, David. You can because yeah. there's growers out there that think once they sell that fruit, that's it, baby. That's yeah, it. They can. So <laughs> they can. They can. I mean, that's the strategy. That's the strategy of the of the big duopoly, Coles and Woolworths. Yeah. Um, basically, they say down down price. Was it down down prices are down, which is the branding of Coles. Um, but they're going to have a hard time doing that if inflation starts what? rising, um, because here it, uh, petrol. Sorry, gas just um, <laughs> uh, hit almost two dollars a liter. Hey, no worries, mate. You're good. <laughs> uh, two dollars a liter, which is if you times it by four, that's um, my math. Eight dollars. Eight dollars a gallon. Um, so the reality is, if we're selling a piece of fruit, it's nothing more than a commodity, right? Mm, my job is a, my job as a as a retailer these days has shifted from selling fruit. To, 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 to sort of figuring out how can we get the best price possible so I can earn more money. Because at the end of the game, and we ain't earning money. We ain't going nowhere, right? Yeah. So the challenge is to stand out from the crowd, get a higher price point, get a higher basket price, and then try to encourage more and more people to buy. Now, mm. through the education and branding of products, we're seeing that shift to get a higher dollar per price, Right. In the last 18 months, COVID and, and, and 24 months, sorry, COVID, Australia, Melbourne in particular, we've been locked down, I think the second longest. The longest in the world. In the world, right? Wow. We've been in hard lockdowns, 5K rulings. Wow. wow. Be, Three miles, I think that's bad. Yeah. So, so, so the, the challenge was the opposite. We, in all of this, we were able to get a higher price point. We we're able to educate more customers and we we're able to offer more back to get a better job, right? Price, price, price was a losing battle for us. It's, and it yeah. continues to be a losing battle, you know? And, and you see that the export brands or the products that I buy from America are the ones that do the best branding or have a best brand relationship going forwards, right? Trusted. We know who they are, what they're about and what, what's going on, you know? We, we, we did a campaign last year and, and in that customers were coming in and asking for that product by its brand name as opposed to it being just a product. It's it's very hard to in Australia the branding situation is the bananas are bananas. What brand? Who cares? Just eat them. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. We don't have that brand loyalty. Like I guess just, in America, there's like them. yeah, just have. It's, it's, it is a little bit different. Well, it's I think it's just it's 
it's changing here, right? I think that a lot of people do trust brands only because like we've seen them. Like I said, I mean, you buy Coca-Cola because you, you reference the brand, right? But I think it's just because everybody wants to carry that brand. So then you recognize it. And then when you do see Shasta or RC Cola, you're like, yeah, ooh, yeah, should I buy that? Or, you know, I'm normally the Coke guy. You know what I mean? But the same thing for... Uh, like for bananas, you brought up bananas. It's like as long as they, you know, or they're organic and they're fair trade. I like I eat a bunch of bananas a week, man. So it's like with me, the same thing. It's like I'm just always buying bananas. Someone told me, what if the price went up on bananas? I said that I'd spend more money on bananas. <laughs> I was like, no, that's just the truth. Right. Um, but I think that you you have to some way, some way differentiate yourself too in, in our world. Right, Tom? Because think about it. In our world, we're trying not to get them to go to the Takis, the donuts, right? Um, because, you know, they're going to make that conscious decision of, do I want to get a pack of donuts for $4.99 or do I want to get a four pound bag of oranges for $7.99, mm. right? And, and, and to them, oh, wait, no, I got to save money. Oh, I'm mm. just going to get a pack of donuts. And, that, and trust me, that happens a lot, right? And, and, and me, no, no, no. I'll go to Walmart, accidentally get, you know, sidetracked, grab, <laughs> grab oranges and then not get what I went there, went there for. No, but I think yes. you have to somehow differentiate yourself. You absolutely do. Because um, when I lived in America, like it was, I lived across the road from a Taco Bell. It is maybe the man I am today. Um, <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Like, it's just cheaper to eat crap. It's it, it's so it's easy so to eat true. crap. And the thing is, in 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 Australia, we have a cultural phenomenon at the moment where, especially in in Sid, in the more popular states like uh, Sydney and Melbourne, there's a trend towards gourmet. There's a trend mm-hmm. towards um, upper crust sort of craft. Craft, craft stuff, yeah. Craft beers, craft yep. beers, craft everything. So, yes. And then right, right, right. We have we have this sort of um, uh, two competing uh, food shows called Master Chef and My Kitchen Rules, which is basically amateur cooks who go under the tutelage of chefs and make uh, gourmet food. And there's a competition element to it, um, but that's also precipitated by the the immigrant culture. We have like Oakley is predominantly Greek um, ethnic area. Dandenong is pre- predominantly, I would say, what? Afghan. Afghan yeah. now, yeah. So a lot of different areas are, are sort of enclaves for different cuisines. And Oakley, obviously, Alexander's Oakley has a lot of um, Greek-oriented, but you also have Indian and and, and Asian stuff as well. Um, but Australians, yes, they obviously we're all one, we're all bargain hunters, yes, but at the same time, if, if it's good quality and um and it sort of fits our um desires for that gourmet experimental uh, uh cooking, um, we also tick that box too. So yeah, it's not just about price, it's 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 all about because Australia is a melting pot as much as you know, I guess New York and and um, San Francisco and all that kind of stuff. So if you're, when you go to Coles and Woolworths, they might have a limited selection or possibly no selection yep, at all, yep. depending where you are. So, but the thing is like, by the time, because they're such big players, by the time they, that, that their area manager approves the, the request from the 
manager from the hierarchy, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it's probably out of season before it's probably the next season. Oh, you gotta, gotta add the skew. We're going through, we're doing a Christmas uh, kind of deal right now. And you guys are in the future. I mean, it's Tuesday here, Wednesday there, which is then turns into a Monday podcast. So everyone, if you want to podcast, actually. Yeah. So really this podcast was done in the future when you're, you listening today, this was done in the future brought to you in the past. You got to get in the DeLorean, like I told these guys earlier, and, and, we'll, and we're gonna we're gonna make it happen, man. No, um, but it, you know what, man? It, it's so true because I, I tell you, I mean, Publix down the street, they do have a limit. They have a lot. Don't get me wrong, they have a lot, but it is a limited selection, right? If I wanted organic plantains, uh, probably not the best choice to go there. But there is a farmer's market probably a couple miles down the road, right? It's not as convenient for me, right? Sometimes because it's easier for me to go to Publix, right? With the kids, because I could easily get other things while I'm at Publix, right? If I'm just shopping produce, I know all the good produce spots, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and I definitely don't go to the normal retailers. I'm not going to go to if people are like, oh, you shop at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. They're like Sprouts. I'm like, nope, they don't let you bring your video camera in there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you can bring like, the camera all day with us. No way. Yeah, I was like, you know what I mean? I was like, I can't do that. So, um, no, like, I think branding that, and story. Branding that's what I'm saying, and that and that's like Equifruit, the fair the fair trade bananas. That's one thing. One of our sponsors. Um, they're promoting fair trade, right? You know, no child labor, right? You know, all the love for the ladies, fair working wages and things like like that. And they've got a pretty cool story behind it. And the branding, it just kicks. They have this banana. It's named Claudia. Um, it's all kinds of fun stuff with fair trade. And, and it's and it's gaining a lot of traction with, with retailers because it's one thing if you've got a rainforest alliance, right? Or if you're organic, um, but if you're able to now be in this fair trade certification, right? Fair trade America, fair trade international. Um, again, it's like what you said earlier, David, you're able to command or you were able to demand a higher price for your fruit and people are willing to pay it. So your traditional, you know, since like 1980 in the States, bananas have been like 39 to 59 cents a pound. That's it. Right. So you're buying a bunch of bananas. I bought three bunches of bananas the other day day at the store for less than five dollars. I bought one cantaloupe for five ninety nine, gents. Five ninety nine. And I sat there and I said to myself, well, how big is the cantaloupe? Is it a big one? Because I'm currently retailing cantaloupe. No, it was like your normal like it was like your normal. I mean, what would you say? I can't I can't give you a size. I mean, maybe you don't have sizes. I mean, I, I don't know what cantaloupe size. You got me on that one. I, if I know watermelon <laughs> sizes, but I don't know this. I mean, it was maybe the size of like a, a volleyball. I mean, it wasn't a big one at all. It was maybe the size of a volleyball. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty good, meaty. But honestly, I got more bang for my buck. I would rather would have bought more bananas. You know what I mean? Because you Look, get more story. You get more, and yeah, and you get more for it too. I mean, story. think about it. You could that once you slice story. it, you slice it. It's done. You know what I mean? So. Look, no. the reality is you can, we've learned on the retail floor, everything that I thought, everything that I knew, everything that everybody told me was wrong. You put a back-end story, True. You, you put an attachment to the product, whether it's the person, the farm, the history, something tangible that people can get behind, they'll pay you the money. Oh, we see it all the time. It. Ask by, by brand, ask by because they want to sit there and tell their friends, hey, have you tried XYZ? Did you know this has just started out? Have you tried that right now? Asparagus is in season. It kicks in at this time of the year. And we've got 
my 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 brother-in-law's from a big asparagus family so we, we you know it's a well-known area so we'll we'll promote it by the brand kui rap ventura family asparagus are kicking in try these now when the supermarkets are retailing when they first come in at a high price we'll we'll come out really cheap early get people to eat it and then it becomes a standard basket item when the prices plummet we're actually at a higher a higher a command a higher price point throughout the length of the season because people have already put it in their basket so it's branding story is the biggest way and the easiest way for us to command a higher price and not just become another commodity Don't your oranges it. it's a story you're the man i know you i know now who you're affiliated with i like you i trust you I believe in you. You're not just some big corporate multinational person that has no identity. I know the bananas that you're talking about. Yep, they've got a exactly. story. They've got a hitch. It's something sellable. And as a retailer, how can I differentiate myself as an independent retailer to say, these are why you should buy these bananas. It gives me something to sell too. It's not just a banana. So-and-so down the road is 49 cents. We're two ninety nine a kilo here at the moment, but yeah, exactly. It's a little bit impressive, but the, but they're they're going to buy for the story, right? I mean, instead of going and just grabbing and going, I mean, and that's what you see a lot of times. I mean, guys, I remember one time it was uh, the the sumo tangerine season, those deco ponds, and this I was sitting there and I'm picking the tangerines off the shelf and I'm making my own bag. I'm like six deep, guys. So I'm like going. My daughter's picking up, and the lady picks it up. She goes, "Honey, look at this." Could you imagine this even tasting good? I literally got, I was a salesman for Publix all of a sudden. Like I like jumped in. I was like, miss. She's like, yes. I was like, you should buy that. And she's like, really? I was like, those are fantastic. I was like the sugar this time of year. And she's like, do you work here? I was like, no, no, no. I was like, but I know the people who grow pack and ship that product. I go, they're fantastic people. They're fantastic growers. And they were like, really? And I was like, I buy about like 15 to 20 bucks a week of this. This lady also is like, okay, thank you. Go to checkout. I see the lady in the store, man. She's all in checkout showing me her bag of oranges that she bought. And I was like, all right. I was like, I influenced the sale over there. Right. But it's like, it's some people they'll look at it though, too, but whether it's what it looks like, if it doesn't have a story behind it, right. All of these things are factors. Like you're saying in your retail storefront, right? Yes. You can sell peppers. You could sell them, sell them all day long, right? You could sell them. But again, you got a grower behind it. You got a story behind it. You got a brand behind it, you know, kicking hot peppers, right? You know what I mean? It's like all these different things that that, that make the difference. An association. You need a link. You need a link to it. If you can create that link, whether it's the farm. Look, the biggest uh, breakdown that we can see here in Australia, and I don't know about it if it's the same in the States, but please let me know, you know, sort of your thought on it is the fact that farmers and their sales team miss the opportunity to embrace their supply chain and that their voices on the retail floor become the people telling their story again. Mm. I can influence, and like you just did then, I I, I do 1,200 sales on a Saturday between the hours of uh, 7.30 to 1.30. We do limited trade, half-day Saturdays. Now, when I'm on that floor, I'm talking all day long to customers. Buy this brand. Did you know this story? I, you know, and that gap has become one of the things we find a massive shortfall. People using their retailers as another marketing, influencing, and a branding tool. <clears throat> you know, to motivate yeah. buying. 
you know, hundred percent that education. I can go onto that floor and watch, talk to my staff, say, Hey, did you know X, Y, Z? So-and-so is about to come in season. Such and such has happened. Give them a yep. debrief. And all of a sudden you see them on the floor talking. We've got a very young team um, that work with us. We've made produce cool again. Hey, yeah, I love it. Well, it, you know, you just reminded me of something because I do remember my uh, going back to my father-in-law. Um, when I did live in California, I lived in California the majority of my life. Um, he would always call me and say, hey, when are you know, your California oranges started? And back then I would co-pack at other facilities, right, guys? So I'd have to tell him, okay, if you buy... If you buy, you know, this package, you know, from here, check the quick lock, right? You know, you know, check the lot number. And if it's this lot number, I was like, those are my oranges. You, you know what I mean? Um, but again, um, we had a generic brand. It was a, just a generic, you know, California oranges. Um, but even then, my father-in-law was like, when you guys pick from that Lindsay or that Porterville area, because that's where sometimes we would pick from. He was like, I don't know what it is, but that area, I just love where the oranges are produced. So he always now buys, you know, now we're moving to the future. Um, he always buys now when he sees that couple companies that he knows are from that area, he will make sure he gets that bag of oranges. He'll text me and say, Hey, guess what? I picked up Cecilia pride. Hey, I picked up golden star citrus. Hey, I picked up sun West. And, and I'm like, Sometimes I sit there, bro. I sit there sometimes and I'm like, why is this dude texting me about the oranges that he's buying? But it's exactly what you just said, Knowledge. though. It's exactly Knowledge. what you just said. The so, connection. It is. Isn't that it funny, is. though? I mean, I think that's I think that's cool, though. And, and I mean, you see it more now that I'm in Florida um, and I'm not in where like the, the growing land is besides, you know, like Florida blueberries. And I'm starting to learn more about Florida's products besides citrus. But it is. It's just crazy that now I see these products on the shelf here and I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I That's know. the upside. That's I know. Upside. I know where that comes from. I know that block. That's block 22. That That's down. That was old, you know, David Roth's block. You know what I mean? And then I think that is that that's the that's the cool thing about it. I mean, I probably have some crazy stories, too, out there. Like, oh, I know what I did on that orange room at midnight. But we won't talk about that. Well, they don't even know about that. I mean, geez, people don't people don't realize there's all there do parties that happen out there. But guys, listen, it's been fantastic to have you guys on the show today. I know I want to ask you to uh, let our audience know where they can find you, where they can get a hold of you. How can they be part of this fun, fruit-loving family? Well, we're on YouTube, uh, Alexander's Fruit. We're on Instagram, Alexander's Fruit. We're on Facebook, Alexander's Fruit Oakley. I think so. I think so. And we'll have a couple of Snapchats. Well, we'll put some links up on, on the Facebook um, if you want to see some of the young kids eating sausages and having a laugh, just um, Google Alexander's fruit. You'll find us Alexander's fruit.com.au as well. All our links you will there. find all of the videos, all of the fun, check out the LinkedIn page, checked out their check out their Instagram page. And I, I like the motto, man. Let's uh, let's make fruit fun. I would say not again. Let's just make it fun. All in general, make fruit, make vegetables, uh, make everything fun, everyone. I mean, listen, if you could cook it, have fun with it. Have fun, have That's fun, it. have fun. That's what I keep telling everyone because I will tell you, the more we stress about cooking, the less we're going to want to do it. The more mm. fun we have, guess what? The more we want to do it. So, gents, it's been great having you on the show today. And as I said, we'll see you in the fields and on the horizon.
No worries, mate. Thanks, Paddy. You're a bonzer bloke. (laughs) You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.